Hi, my name is Rob Moore and I'm Jersey Finance's UK-based director. We thought it would be useful to host a series of family office-focused podcasts for you to hear the latest opinions and insights into the family office community globally. I'll be speaking with some of the industry's leading family office lawyers, advisors and professionals over a range of topics and I'm delighted to be joined today by Kemal Lamazny, Director of High Value Residency at Locate Jersey. Thank you very much for joining for this podcast today. I thought it would be of great interest to our listeners to understand in more detail the role of Locate Jersey and, and how you assist individuals and families with not only their relocation, but also integration into the island. So just before we start, I thought it might be useful if, Kevin, you could provide us with a, an introduction for yourself. Maybe give some insight into the work you do and how this supports families and family offices. Hi, Rob, and thank you very much for inviting me along this afternoon. Yes, I'm the director of High Value Residency with Locate Jersey. As you can tell from the accent, I'm Irish born and raised, but I've spent time living in France, the UK, Switzerland, and I've visited many countries on consultancy work and holidays before moving to Jersey with my family in 2001. I'm the director of High Value Residency with Locate Jersey, and in that role, I assist families who are relocating to the island in many cases with their businesses, but in certain cases without. Just on your point around um, families and individuals and helping that relocation, could you elaborate on what are the general requirements for families and and how they would qualify to make use of Locate Jersey services? Jersey is in a very fortunate position in that we can manage the population of the island. It's a small island, nine by five. Our population at the minute runs very close to 110,000. And for people who want to come and live and work on the island, they have to go through some form of process in order to get a residency and work license. I would say the most important thing when I'm dealing with clients is that first and foremost, they want to move to Jersey rather than just trying to escape from wherever else they're living so that they've chosen us. They've done their research. They're interested in making a life for themselves and their families in Jersey. As we move on then to the criteria, we expect these people to be of good character. In other words, no criminal record. Worldwide income in excess of £725,000 per annum and a net worth that would be in excess of £10 million sterling. I think that's a really key point around the calibre of individuals, as one thing the island really focuses upon is its reputation. It's, it's also important for individuals to have done their research to ensure it's the right move for them. Um, but as far as individuals, what would be the typical attributes of the individuals looking to relocate their family to Jersey? And, and what do they bring to the island? I would say one of the first things that I notice about the families we're dealing with is that they're seeking a new challenge in life. They've, they've achieved, in, in most cases, tremendous achievements. Uh, and they're looking for maybe a resetting of their lifestyles. In some cases, it's maybe to slow down. In many cases, it's to have a quality of life where they're going to spend more time with their family. Um, you rightly ask, what do they bring to the island? And that's very, very important as we engage with these families that They're motivated in most cases to come to Jersey and we understand that motivation. Why wouldn't you want to come and live in this beautiful island? But for us as well, it's very important that they bring something to Jersey and it's it has to be something more than just a tax contribution, which some people might think 
is enough that, you know, in other words, you pay a fee and you can live here. We've moved on from a transactional sort of approach many, many years ago. And what we expect now is that these families will integrate into island life. They'll invest in island life and that they'll bring with them a certain energy and experience. And what I always say to our clients is when you come to Jersey, don't forget to bring your boomerang because what you put out is what you get back. And the more engaging they are and the more thoughtful they are of the island, the more they'll be made to me feel a part of this island community. Could you could you provide a, a recent case study, Kevin, just, just touching on, on why a family came to, to Jersey? Uh, and I suppose even more interestingly, uh, why they actually left their, their existing, well, their current location? Yeah, very good question, Robin. What we find generally as we engage with the clients is that there's usually a reason for leaving whatever jurisdiction they're leaving. And as we engage with the families, it's very important for us to understand what it is that motivates them to, to go about this new challenge. And if we can understand that, we can start to tailor our approach and our assistance to them. Uh, you asked about a recent case study, and we're, we've just dealt with a, a young family coming from the Midlands where education was becoming very, very important. Uh, the wealth generator in the family had been doing an enormous amount of travel and felt that with teenage children, he wanted to be spending more time with them. So for them as a family, what was very important was that our education system was good, that they could find a nice home that allowed everybody their own space, that the teenage children had access to lots of positive activities and friendships and that that would keep them grounded and interested. And very quickly, you know, having exchanged all of the information with them and got in the family to, to visit the island, they could very quickly see that this was a place that the family could create a home uh, and where the parents felt confident that they could grow as a family and not have to worry about some of the things that would have occupied their minds uh, had they remained in the city in the UK. Access to the UK, though, does always remain very important so that people don't lose sight of family and friends that they have back in the UK. And we're about you know, 45 to, to 60 minutes away from most of the British airports. I suppose because a lot of people will make the assumption or around individuals coming in, they will, they will tend to be maybe slightly older. And, you know, reference to a young family is it just shows where the island sits as far as the, the qualities it has, as far as the, the school, um, the lifestyle, which are all, it gives you the ability to have that work-life balance, being on the island, being close to work, but at the same time being in 45 minutes to an hour away from, from London at any given time. Um, Kevin, as, as far as the, the families that you're, you're dealing with, um, you know, from an interest perspective, you know, has the, has the jurisdictional inquiries changed a great deal during your time in the role? It, it has a great deal, Rob. I've been in this role now for coming up to nine years and you've just touched upon the, the young family example that I gave. And when we've done our five-year statistics, what we're seeing is that 71% of the families coming, the principal hasn't yet celebrated a 60th birthday. So our clients are more likely to be having children than grandchildren, which may have been the case 
um, in the 70s and 80s and 90s. What we're seeing now is 85% of our clients are coming from the UK. So that's that's very much a, a UK-centric market for us. The second category of clients would be overseas UK residents. So in other words, people who've left the UK, probably seeking fame and fortune in their youth and going to places like Hong Kong or Dubai, uh, sometimes at South Africa, uh, and now wishing to retire, semi-retire, or economically retire back closer to home, but not necessarily wanting to go back to the UK. Uh, it's interesting to note, I've said 85% coming from the UK. I think of interest as well as over the last five years, we've not had more than five families from any other one country. So we've had a number of South Africans, a number of Australians, a number of Irish, a number of French and German, uh, but no more than five families in five years from any one other country. However, you, you asked about the changing dynamic since uh, COVID hit. We've had very, very varied inquiries. And, and just in the past eight weeks, I've had inquiries from Cayman, from Mexico, from India, from the Philippines, and then for quite obvious reasons, I suppose, from Hong Kong. So it is changing. People are starting to look around. And I suppose COVID has shown that, that some people, uh, should something like this happen again, probably don't want to be stuck in, in very large cities or in places where they're dependent on mass movement in terms of transport, retail, etc. So quite an interesting development in, in that area. I think that's quite interesting. But at the same time, you know, not surprising, you know, from... From a Jersey perspective, it, it, the islands really demonstrated resilience during, you know, what is a, a very difficult time for people. So, um, and I, I think we, we've had in previous conversations where you've just mentioned some of the individuals who've moved in to the island have been very positive around their ability to still access their accountants, their lawyers, their administrators, given that I suppose the impact in Jersey hasn't been as great as it has been in other jurisdictions um, and other countries. So, you know, it's a very positive position for the island. But ju just on the the change of, or maybe I suppose how things have kind of moved on and the different styles and types of kind of clients that are coming in and as it's moving, you know, further and further afield, you know, would you be able to kind of share an open case or, you know, a very recent case uh, that you've been working on where cultural differences, you know, or understanding play uh, like a really important part in your discussions? Yeah, I'd be delighted to. Uh, I think if I'm looking for something international, uh, not just one example, but but why don't I give you two? Because I'm dealing with two clients at the moment from Hong Kong. One, a young fund manager, a British chap who's gone to, to Hong Kong with his wife, have started a family. And now they're starting to think about education for their children. So for them, he's thinking career opportunities. He's with a very large, successful fund. And, and that fund is thinking itself of a possible relocation to Jersey. So one of the things that is very, very attractive for him is that he and his wife and young family could possibly relocate from Hong Kong to Jersey, be close to their family in the UK, but he knows the island and he's quite excited about the opportunity of, of getting his children enrolled in local schools and, and knows that he and his wife and children would be very, very happy in this environment. But he also could flourish in his business. So that's very important to him. 
At the other end of the scale, I've got a, a British couple who are retirees, um, very large pensions and trusts, etc., living in Hong Kong, and, and just a little bit nervous about the way things are going, seeing the protests. Um, COVID may be less of an issue for them, but nonetheless still occupying their mind and restricting their ability to travel. And they're thinking they, they, they'd rather not relocate back to the UK, but thinking the Jersey could be for them, the, if I could call it a form of Jersey Shire, the best of the UK, um, but not, not being back in the UK. So they're very serious about looking at properties and just starting the process. And that for us is, is quite interesting because you're dealing with very, very different profiles, but it just makes a very nice mix of people who are choosing Jersey as a as a place to relocate to. Oh, that, that's really positive. Uh, the three the three examples that you gave, um, you know, two thirds of those you referenced young families. And I just think that's a really positive thing for the island that people are looking to to relocate, but at the same time they'll continue to do business. They'll look to bring their family up, so they they're going to add value to the island it, itself, which I think is a really a really positive thing. Uh, Kevin, given how successful you've been in you, in your current role, how do you approach your work, and is there a specific methodology which aids in achieving kind of as smooth as an experience as possible? Well, I think in some ways. There is a method, I suppose, if you were on the outside looking in. To, to us in the team, it seems rather instinctive. I suppose being Irish and having a little bit of the Blarney is never going to hurt anybody. My background was in hospitality and tourism education, so I understand how important it is to look after your clients and, and not just for that initial transaction, but on an ongoing basis. Uh, having lived in, in the UK and France and especially in Switzerland for 17 years with my wife and family and then relocating to Jersey, I have the T-shirt, as it were. I know what it's like for the families to make those huge decisions. And certainly in my role as, as director of the hotel school in Switzerland, I employed a lot of international staff and I always made sure that when I was employing the, the person, that I looked beyond the person making the application for the job and looked at the family behind. And did the family understand that they were coming to a foreign environment, to a foreign language with different traditions? Uh, the person who was applying for the job usually was highly motivated. So it was an easy sell, as it were, to them. But it was very important to make sure that a family weren't coming under duress or that they weren't feeling that they were being pushed into something. So our approach from Locate Jersey is very much engage on a personal level as early as possible in the process. So find out about the families, profile them in a, in a way so that we understand if there's mum and dad and two kids and a dog and a cat or an, an older age couple where they're coming without children. And then tailor the information to them. So, for example, some of our fact sheets and, and useful contacts will be around education or around sport, or around professional service providers. We'll give the client only what they need and no more. So we're not going to burden them with useless information, but we will make sure that they get the specific information. For example, the families, the young families we referred to earlier, probably the most important piece of information for them is the information about schools and how they can access places in local schools for their children. I would say that's probably number one that's followed very closely by the home. And I say home rather than a house, because, again, they're coming to a new environment. 
it's so important that they've got a comfortable home where the family feels happy and they're not again in, in any pressured situation um, and, and in a place that they don't particularly like. We can't do much about the weather and things like that, but at the same time, those things that we can control and we can make introductions, we do. The second thing we do is, is help people through the process. So there is a screening process or an application process of a sort. We, we approach that in a way much like you would a golf club or a sailing club. Is we want you to come and join us, but there's a process to go through. And we like to think that during that process, we can add value. We're very, very clear with our clients that we are not the professional advisors, though. So when it comes to tax, when it comes to insurance, when it comes to importation, house hunting, those kinds of things, we're not there to provide the advice. We're there to facilitate and point the people towards the professionals in those sectors. And you touched on it earlier about the clients being able to continue their business in Jersey. We have a wealth of experience in all of the areas I've mentioned. So for us, it's actually very, very easy to be a sophisticated signposting system. And then the last thing, and this is where we really feel we are in our stripes, is the aftercare. So we make a huge effort to make sure that our clients are integrated into island life as quickly as possible. I think the statistic of all the statistics we can share that we're most proud of is that those that come stay. We have an extremely low turnover. I think of the 145 clients I've onboarded in, in nine years, five have left the island. And I can say hand on heart, those who've left have left because of family reasons or health reasons or business reasons that have taken them back to the UK. And nobody has left feeling, oh my God, we got that wrong we went to the wrong island or we went to the wrong place uh, and we see every year at least three families coming to Jersey who have gone to other jurisdictions who've tried somewhere else and just thought no it, it doesn't work for us and go back to the drawing board and then they're very happy with what they find in Jersey so I suppose there's a personal approach to what we do there's an understanding approach but we also manage the client's expectation. Well, I, I can see why families would make use of Locate Jersey services. It's that honest, personal service that they receive. And I think that is a consistent stance, um, you know, in Jersey, in that it's about the client, what it is they need over what services can be sold. Um, it's, it's that individually tailored solution for each and every person that's coming in, which I think singles us out from. You know, a lot of other jurisdictions where, you know, it can be a, a service driven position. Um, Kevin, finally, just just touching on one point, um, philanthropy was one of the key aspirations of the family offices we interviewed when producing our family office collateral. Um, how much of a philanthropic impact has the families you assisted in relocating had in Jersey and internationally? Anecdotally, we can say to you that it's having a huge impact. We don't track it and we certainly can't legislate for our clients to be philanthropic. But through working with offices such as yourselves in Jersey Finance and with some of the more sophisticated banks who've got philanthropic activities, departments, experts who can help, a lot of our clients become very involved in philanthropy. Uh, one recent example of the generosity was the with the COVID 
uh, onslaught, as it were, we were very nervous, like everybody else, about procuring PPE. And we launched very quickly what we call the Bailiffs Fund, which comprised the Bailiff of Jersey, the Lieutenant Governor of Jersey and the Chief Minister. And in five weeks, we raised just from high value residents over £1.2 million, which was redirected in sort of emergency funding towards PPE procurement, respirators, etc. On top of that, many of our clients had excellent relationships. So we had one client, for example, who had a, a very uh, favourable relationship with the Mercedes team in Formula One. He was able to procure for us some of the, the engineers' work on respirators and donate some of those to the island. Others were able to put one, for example, put at our disposal his private aircraft so we could go and collect samples from the UK. And then there were other examples where, where people stepped up. So for something like the Women's Refuge, where due to COVID, they needed an additional property for a short period of time. One of our clients just stood up and paid the rent for that for the next six months. For the Harbour Gallery Art Museum, another client stepped up, looked after their rent for the next six months. And then there were examples of things like the Salvation Army, the NSPCC, hospice uh, and other charities. So I, I like to think that our clients are extremely generous. At the same time, they're very private about their giving. And of course, because, as I said earlier, 85 percent of them are coming from the UK. They're not coming from a vacuum. They've probably already got their favourite charities. But what we like to see them doing as well is, apart from just writing the cheque and, and making these very important donations, but that they can also engage with their time, their energy, their expertise. And many of them have become trustees or directors or non-executive directors in local charities. In fact, just yesterday, I was reading a press release where one of our clients has just become the president of the National Trust for Jersey and will be president of that body for the next three years. So for us, if, you know, if proof is needed that they're integrating into island life, I think that encapsulates it beautifully. It certainly demonstrates the, the value add that these individuals and families bring to the island with, with all those positive causes. And, and as you said, it's, it, you know, it's very, very generous. Um, Kevin, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been really, really interesting. And and that concludes the, the second session in the Family Office series. Uh, I hope you can join me for subsequent installments by subscribing to the Jersey Herd podcast. You can also find additional information by visiting jerseyfinance.je forward slash family offices or via our social media pages at Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook to find out more. Thank you very much. Thank you.